Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Everybody. My name is Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt. And this is the podcast where we make one another watch movies the other's never seen before. And this is the preview episode where Mike tells me what movie he's going to make me watch. Mike, what are you going to make me watch? I told you I was going to give you choices and let you choose between three different movies mm-hmm. based on vague little, descriptions. Uh, yeah, vague descriptions. So there is either a uh, tearjerker, alien tearjerker. Mm hmm. There is a monster orgy movie, mm-hmm. or there is a rom-com set in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So which one would you like to watch? I'm going to go rom-com set in the afterlife. I was kind of hoping you would say that one. That was the one that I am looking most forward to reviewing. So, Allison, we are going to be watching Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. In the classic Defending Your Life. With a click, with a shock, from the chingard, don't up under the light. Something's coming from the From the beginning of motion picture history, Hollywood has tried to show you what the afterlife is really like. Good afternoon and welcome to Judgment City. Do you have any idea what's going on? Hell? Well, in a nutshell, you're here to defend your life, and I'm going to help you. Defend my life? Finally. Wow! The first true story of what happens after you die. Where am I? Is this heaven? No, it isn't heaven. Is it hell? Actually, there is no hell. Although I hear Los Angeles is getting pretty close. (laughs) Didn't anyone ever tell you you carry yourself very stiffly? Leave me alone, I'm dead. That's life. Albert Brooks. You make me think of my little Buddha. It may seem. Meryl Streep. I think I might have been a heavy set man at one time. (laughs) Rick Torn. Lee Grant. Buck Henry. In a new film by Albert Brooks. So I'm on trial for being afraid. Well, first of all, I don't like to call it a trial. Second of all, yes. If you see one movie before you die. I love you. I love you. This is damn exciting stuff. See, defending your life. Most people love it. Some it makes nauseous. Don't worry about it. 
I've never even heard of that movie. I think you're going to love it. Okay. Interesting. So you you don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I've never even heard of it. I want to let you go in kind of blind then. And I don't want to tell you too much about it. All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. I'm really excited to see what you're going to think. If I had to put money on it, I think you are going to end up really enjoying this movie a lot. Okay. But then again, you thought I was going to enjoy Notting Hill. You know what? You don't have to hold it against me or keep it. Well, I'm just saying that maybe we don't know each other as well as we thought we did. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you're just grouchier. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. Have you met me? I have. I have. And you are grouchier. I'm the grouchiest. I know. If you just had a unibrow and were a little bit more green. Hey, what's a big idea? <laughs> oh, that was a bad Oscar the Grouch. That was a really bad Oscar the Grouch, but. All right. Oh, that's still. Still, you're getting closer. Come but... on. He ah, has like a Brooklyn. Ah, ah. Nope. Getting no. further away. <laughs> yeah. If you lived in our trash can, you would be believable. Are you Oscar kicking me out of the house? No. Oh, I love okay. you. I can't do this without you. I love you. Okay, Bert. <laughs> hey Bert. Hey Bert. <laughs> I can't do Bert. So you're just gonna earn me back to me? Yeah. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. <laughs> hey, I Bert. got news for you. You can't Bert. do Ernie either. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. I can't. <laughs> that's all I can do. Uh, but that's how you normally laugh. <sighs> Hurtful. Hurtful. Only sometimes. Yes, that is your intoxicated <laughs> laugh. Yes. Your intoxicated laugh is. <laughs> Yes, I am aware. Yes. You're out of control, though. I know. Mm-hmm. So since I am recommending the movie, what kind of uh, pop culture would you like people to put more eyes on? It's a show that probably doesn't need me to hype it up. <laughs> it hasn't stopped you before. But it, exactly. It has not stopped me before. I think I just would really like a second season. And I'm still really butthurt that reboot didn't get <laughs> picked up. Oh, I know. I'm so mad about that. It's such a good show. We've been watching a show on, I think it's HBO or Apple TV. I think it's Apple TV called Shrinking. It's on Apple TV. It's on Apple TV Um, with Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, Written by Brett Goldstein, created by Brett Goldstein, creator of Ted Lasso. Correct. And it is about Jason Segel as he pulls himself out of uh, the tailspin he was in after his wife died. He has a teenage daughter. He he is a therapist, which is also kind of exciting. And Harrison Ford is a therapist who is his boss and uh, mentor, essentially. I really, really enjoy this show. Also, Jessica Williams plays Gabby, who's um was his wife's best friend and is also, you know, the other therapist in the office that he works in. Luke Tenney is in this as one of his patients who kind of helps get him out of his funk. Yep. Michael Yuri from Ugly Betty is yes, his best friend. Is his yeah. best friend. Krista Miller is also in this as his neighbor, who basically was his daughter's surrogate mother the entire time. And also Ted McGinley plays her husband, who was um Jefferson Darcy on Married with Children, mm-hmm. and he's super fun. Um, but it's it is one of those shows where we're really getting to see Jason Siegel be a real actor. Mm-hmm. And I've always really enjoyed him. And it's not to say that he hasn't done drama before, because I know he actually did a dramatic movie with um, Jesse Plemons not too long ago. 
I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, he uh, he's done he's done dramatic, drama yeah. before, but I don't know that I've ever really seen him do something like this before. And I'm really enjoying seeing him come into his own as an actor. I guess he has really good chemistry with everybody. I feel like he and Gabby and even Krista Miller. I think all the characters on the show have great and believable chemistry. And it's one of those things that while there may be a lot of friction between specific characters at specific moments, you feel a lot of love between the characters even during those moments of high tension yes yeah it is i guess maybe um i i am attached to shows that are dealing with grief yeah uh at the moment just because i'm somewhat dealing with my own nobody died but i digress that you know of (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) I'm going to be really sad when we have to say <laughs> the next episode, like, so we had to take a few weeks off because <laughs> Jesus, any, sorry, that was too, that was too dark. It deals with grief. It deals with, I guess maybe I feel attached to it also because it's about people in their forties and fifties and that's where we are. It's about people in their forties and eighties. Well, that's yeah. just Harrison Ford though. Like Krista Miller and her husband are, you know, like in their fifties and, Oh, Ted McGinley has to be in his 60s. Oh, probably. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's about people who I think are in this kind of the same spot that we are in our lives. And it's such a good fucking show, you guys. Like, it's really, really good. Are you going to cry? Yeah. No. Um, are you crying? No, I'm not crying. You're crying. <sighs> Just the one tear silently. It's it's a really, really good show. Um and that tear is really, really silent but deadly. It is. It is brown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're crying flint water. <laughs> oh, man. That's sad. They still don't have clean water. It's it's really, really good. It is, you know, it shows how people deal with grief and anger and how people are kind of navigating their family, you know, their family, their children, their you know spouses it's really good you guys should check it out i heard that it's really good it is really good yeah i've only said it like seven times Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and when you watched it the first time because mike watched the first episode before i did and he was like i don't know yeah i watched a preview episode months before it came out yes and he was like eh i don't know he wasn't super sold on it because Harrison Ford is being Harrison Ford. But Harrison Ford takes a couple episodes to find his character. Yes, that's exactly it. He's just kind of Harrison Fording it up in the first episode. But it works because he gears up. And in all fairness, Harrison Ford was kind of nervous about doing it. Like he had an emotional scene. And afterwards, Michael, it's a scene with Michael Yuri. And afterwards, Mm. Michael Yuri was like, wow. And Harrison Ford says, I know what you real actors think. I'm just a pretty face. (laughs) And, you know, but in all seriousness, it's like, I know what you think. I'm just a movie star. Yeah. As we were talking about, you know, like Julia Roberts last week and everything. Like, you think I can just get by because I'm a big box office draw. But no, I actually can act. Act, yeah. Yeah. He was nominated for an Oscar. I mean. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, he definitely um, has moments that he can really show his range. Yeah. Because he hasn't really had a lot of opportunities to show his range. Throughout his career, he's taken some swings and... A lot of them have been misses. Like Mosquito Coast is a movie that really shows Harrison Ford acting, mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of a bomb. So yeah. he kind of, you know, the and Hollywood I, machine kind of stuck him in the safe lane. Yes, they have. And he and I think it's because he's played several iconic characters, mm-hmm. you know, like incredibly iconic pop culture characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he, he does get kind of stuck in the safe lane a lot. And I think this show has really given him an opportunity to kind of stretch his legs a bit. Cause it, especially in one, I'm not going to say anything about what happens, but especially in the last episode, mm. I, I was so incredibly touched by his performance in that last ep- yeah. episode. It was so good. Were you with me when... I think it was listening to Dana Gould's podcast when he had Mick Garris on and Mick Garris, writer of like a lot of Stephen King adaptations and uh, creator of the Master of Horrors uh, television sh- series on Shudder, uh, was telling the story about uh, seeing Star Wars with a lot of like the avant-garde like uh, artists that lived in like the Hollywood Hills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And some like super like rich and famous New York painter whatever uh as soon as the cantina scene came on uh in on this big screen for star wars he looked at han solo and said that guy with the vest is my pot dealer that's so funny yeah oh that's hilarious Uh oh wow i think that's hilarious that is hilarious shrinking it is on apple Apple plus apple tv apple tv plus Plus. apple plus tv whatever it is the apple plus TV apples. Apples. Apples to apples. <laughs> dust to dust. <laughs> no. All right, if what God about you? If God won't help you, then the devil must. Jesus Christ. Well, yesterday you gave me a much needed mental health day. And all I wanted to do was I was going to force, if I have any time to myself, like I wake up anywhere between 4 a.m. and 5.20 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I edit the 32 podcasts that I do (laughs) yes, or I work on animation and I do that until I have to get our kid up for daycare. Uh, So I told you that with my me time that you gave me yesterday, I was going to play a video game because I have been collecting video games since the Christmas that Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, and I have not been able to play past the tutorial level of a a handful of video games. I don't play that many video games Mm -hmm. at all, but I have about a half a dozen video games like The Last of Us 2, the Star Wars Jedi outcast or whatever games that uh a a new one's coming out and i haven't played the first one yet and Mm -hmm. uh so i i have these games that i was like i I just want to play a video game and not worry about trying to polish something you know and edit or whatever so popped on the old playstation (laughs) and decided to play a little bit of fluff uh you got me the reboot of saints row for Christmas mm-hmm. and Saints Row was sort of like a uh, 
cartoonish version of Grand Theft Auto that I was like, yeah, let's do that. Because uh, I, I wasn't in the mood uh, for cyberpunk or anything depressing. Uh, <laughs> still have the game Detroit. And yep. that I, I, I so many games and uh, so many depressing games because I like my movies like I like my uh video games yes, apparently you do. but the saddest saints, yeah as possible. saints row is like this is just going to be cartoonish violence it's going to be silly and sophomore i'll do that and then when i popped it on it said it was going to take six hours to update and download the content so i recorded a couple truth casts did some editing recorded the pilot episode of a new podcast i'm doing yep came downstairs still had a little bit more time to download and uh ended up uh i had the option at that point in time that i could start the game without finishing the download and uh so i played a good 30 to 40 minutes of saints row and i really enjoyed it it is good um a reboot of the series the last one was saints row 4 that came out in 2013 and it got super cartoonish where like there were superpowers and i think there were aliens like i don't even remember because it was so long ago but it was just oh geez insane to like a, a whole different level but this one apparently gets a little bit more uh grounded and deals with gang stuff and it, it kind of is a self-aware story and makes fun at the, of the uh caricatures of some of the characters i found it pretty enjoyable if there's a video game where you create a character i generally create female characters yes i did know just that. because I, i'd rather you know i'm empowered I, I, I let's watch a strong a strong chick you know <laughs> beat up everybody you know it's it's just how i've always been and um i do think it's kind of and i don't if anyone knows me at all i would hope that you would know that i am not even the slightest bit transphobic but the um limitations of the character creation no matter how feminine you try to make the character look my character looks an awful like Susie eddie izzard and they don't let you sample the voices in advance so she has a british accent and i'm like okay i i my my avatar is Susie izzard right now so um that's that's a thing that's happening. Yep. That is interesting. Yes. All right. So well, um, I mean, you know, Susie yeah. Izzard's pretty dope, so had I been playing Cyberpunk, I would have been playing a trans character there too, so there's a dong creator in that game. Oh yeah. that's nice. That I don't think is just limited to circumcised or uncircumcised. I think he can, can also uh, use sliders to control the length and girth, but I, I don't know. So there's not a dong creator in, I mean, I don't know. I played as a uh, cis female, yes. um, but uh, in Saints Row, but um, as far as I know, there's not a dong creator, Sorry. Uh, but there may be because I could ch- choose the size of my nipples. So um, uh, Saints Row. Right. Yeah. Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you got to play 45 minutes of a video game. 
medium nipples too, in case you were wondering. So you went with smaller than mine. <laughs> Listen, having kids does weird things to your body. No, I just went to your old school ones. <laughs> no. They got so scary. <laughs> when after I had Harrison They're not at their scariest point. Uh, no, they've calmed down a little bit, but right <laughs> right after I had Harrison, I was breastfeeding like a lot more. Mike had a show and Lauren and Nick came over, Harrison's godparents, and Lauren was like, Mike said your nipples are scary. And I'm like, they really what? are. I was like, yeah, they are. And she's like, yeah. She's she's like, so that happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, they're terrifying. It's like tater tots. It's so scary. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So I was like breastfeeding. I'm like, what they look like? And she was like, she wasn't like staring at them. But I was like, listen, if you notice, just know that I know that they're terrifying. You pulled your nipples out in front of Lauren and Nick? Well, I was feeding the baby. I didn't like show them. I was like, hey, I'm going to feed the baby. If you guys notice, just know that I know that they're scary. Do you think that's why they fake COVID to not go to Sam and Santiago's <laughs> wedding? They didn't because want. they were scared you're going to pull out your scary ass nipples again? <laughs> I hope not. What if it is? They missed their two of their closest friends wedding because you're because of my because horrifying nipples? nipples. I really hope that that's not what happened and that Between they your know. nipples making them skip that <laughs> wedding and scaring me out of our bedroom at night so I sleep in a toddler's bedroom. <laughs> oh no. They've calmed down quite a bit. Like your nipples have done more to hurt men's health wow. than the Me Too movement. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. And do you think I wanted them to look like that? I really didn't. It was upsetting for me, too. Just watching them become the most horrifying thing on my body. Ladies, just you're not alone. If you look down and you're with child or you've just had a baby and you're like, what the hell just happened? Just it's normal. They'll calm down. They won't go back to normal, but they'll calm down. Don't feel bad about it. This was my TED talk. Don't feel bad about it. (laughs) Find a guy who will make you feel bad about this. Thank you. I love you and your weird ass nipples. Thank you. I love you and your weird ass nipples. My nipples are delightful. They are pretty delightful. Little pink quarters. Anyway, thanks for listening. All five of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's weird because the five are all on the one side. It's such a bizarre... Yeah. Like there's zero symmetry to it. It's very nope. strange. All right. So thank you yeah, guys. Yeah, they look like I had a stack of pink quarters on my shoulder and they fell and someone took a picture. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. So thanks for the listening. Other side, no, we're going to we're shutting it down. We're shutting nope. it down now. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for nip <laughs> thanks for nippling. Thanks for listening to uh Nipple you Talk made me watch with Mike and Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. This went off the rails. <laughs> yes. Okay. This has been the nipple cast. This has been the nipple cast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Your nipples want to say goodbye. No. Bye bye. Oh goddamn you. Let me say goodbye too. Bye bye too. You keep hogging the microphone. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I really hope you cut this out. Well, your nipples have like grabbed hold of your microphone.
and pulled it away from your mouth. I'm leaving. You can't leave because we want our time on the microphone. I'm out of here. Goodbye forever. No, come bring 